0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another wonderful edition of Power Hour. We hope you're having a great Thursday morning today. And if you are joining us for the first time, welcome to Power Hour, our today 45-minute mini uh, masterclass, on Productivity. So if this is your first time here in Power Hour, we try to give... uh, a connection to you and experts in all kinds of different industries. So today we have Connie with us talking about productivity. We cover things like gratitude, speaking in public, we cover marketing, email campaigns, how to be excellent on LinkedIn and the work. So if you're just joining us, welcome to Power Hour and let us know where you're coming in from. So get in the chat, let us know what part of the country you're joining us from, or if you're overseas, we'd love to see you too. And I'm Claire Davis. I'm own um, traction resume, where I help sales leaders get better jobs with resumes and interview prep. So I've, I'll let my other co-hosts introduce themselves today, but we are so excited to have you with us. So, Erin, good morning. How are you doing today?
1: Good morning. I am so good. I always love Thursday mornings with you guys because it just like really pumps me up <laughs> like, yeah, for the rest right. of the day. I'm like, I met with my people yeah. this morning. <laughs> Thursday's um, <laughs> gonna
2: be a good day.
1: Thursday's gonna be a good day. <laughs> So I teach um, really small businesses, medium businesses, to grow impact and revenue through conversational copywriting. And I do that through my email ally, a monthly membership, and one-on-one write-with-you sessions. Uh, Matt, how about you, bud?
3: Great. Thanks, Aaron. It's good to be here. Uh, My name is Matt Zahn. I show people how to persuade with power through the art of strategic storytelling. I do this through workshops and one-on-one coaching. Hey, Dan, how you doing this morning?
2: Awesome, as always. Good morning, everyone, Dan Mott. Uh, I'm a LinkedIn coach and I help uh, individuals improve their social selling skills, um, specifically on LinkedIn. Uh, and I have the pleasure of bringing in Connie Medina with us today. Uh, her and I have been friends for, I think like the past two years. Yeah. Uh, we, we met on LinkedIn, um, as you would expect. Um, we've, we've stayed in touch uh, since then. Connie has been incredible for my journey. Um, she is a performance coach and consultant, uh, really focused on clarity, working with executives, entrepreneurs, to help them um, build clarity around their goals and uh add- basically have an action plan in place to be able to achieve them, which is why uh, the topic of t- today's discussion is around productivity and, uh, and busting the myths around them. So Connie, uh, what did I miss? Take it away from here. What else could you tell us? About yourself?
4: <laughs> no, that was, that was a great intro. I'm so excited to be on with you guys today. Um, I think the only thing I would add is, uh, it's just, is, um really recognizing my own mission, which is to instill hope and enable success. Uh, And working primarily with what I call high achievers with heart. So those of I put myself in that category, those of us who have uh, such a drive to do great work for ourselves and for our teams, for our clients or customers, that sometimes we end up taking on too much, taking on some perfectionist things, maybe avoiding and procrastinating. Um, So if you are a high achiever with heart, you are really going to get a lot of great stuff out of our conversation today.
2: I think that's exactly well, what we preempting this conversation. That's exactly why we're moving to 45 minutes today instead of an hour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Be more productive and save time. That's
0: right. <laughs> I think that describes the majority of people here on LinkedIn, at least those who are creating and consuming great content because it's, you know, we're all trying to get an edge. We're all trying to move forward in our career in some way. That's why we're on LinkedIn instead of, you know, Facebook or Instagram right now. Right? So um, I love what you're doing for executives. So, Connie, can you tell us a little bit about where you started and when you started Clarity Consulting?
4: Sure. So I um, have had my whole career uh, in education and learning and development. All of the different roles that I've played has really been in that space. Um, and in my last corporate role, I really started kind of at a you know entry level coming into the company and then rose to the senior executive capacity. And that was amazing. It was great growth. It was great to learn lots of new things. But over the six or seven years of being in a senior leadership role, you know things really grew and changed and it um, evolved more into a lot of more technical things like getting a new ERP system for our company, um, which again was great learning, but I felt like I was getting further and further away from what I truly loved, which is really helping other people to be successful and empowering them. Um, there were just a lot of kind of a lot of pots on the fire, so to speak in that role. So. I was ready for a change, um, stepped away from corporate and and you know launched my own company and that was about five months prior to COVID. So oh, um, boy. <laughs> all, of us, all of us know um, how hard how difficult uh, the entrepreneurial journey can be. Um, COVID was part of my first year chapter, um, and that was definitely you know a little bit scary. But um, but you know write it out. You got to keep going, keep paddling along, and um, things have been really fantastic. Uh, the last about year or so, so it's been great fun. It's been great fun. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for the world because I love doing what I'm doing. I can't wait to get up every day and work with clients and talk with fun people. And yeah,
2: that's and if you can get through that, you can get through anything.
4: Exactly, <laughs> that's true. That is true. I fully believe that. If I can survive COVID with a brand new business, I can do anything.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, and not to mention, I mean, that's got to be um, a situation where you've got to be so flexible and adaptable because, I mean, not only are you trying to help people with the productivity, but all the priorities are shifting during COVID. Mm. Right. And even the work environment is different. So yeah. I imagine it would be, you know, a really interesting time to start in that space.
4: Yeah, it's um, it's definitely evolved the work that I do with clients um, and taking an even more holistic approach to performance and productivity, Um, you know, recognizing that it's more than a to-do list and and more than an action plan. There are a lot of pieces around it. Um, You know, a lot of people have really kind of taken a step back and said, what do I really want to be doing with my business? Or what, you know, what kind of organization do I want to be, you know, in a leadership role in? And, And so that context shift, I think, has really become an important piece of bringing that into my work with clients to helping people have a a more fulfilled work or business experience that is part of their own life and isn't completely separate. It's been, it's been fun, but also very practical, very real, because it's happening in real time and and I, I understand a lot of those
3: pressures. So Connie, you feel that COVID really forced people to get that clarity based on what you saw?
4: Um, I think for some people, they really did get a lot of clarity. They really recognized what was important, um, and I, and for others, there was a sense of um, like conflict. Right? It's I maybe I see I see how I want to be showing up in my business. I see what kind of business I want to be running. I see what I kind of what I want to be doing, um, but I'm still <laughs> stuck in this in these habit loops and these ways of working and the way I go through my week or my day, um, that doesn't match that. And it creates this this conflict, right? And so helping people to, you know, kind of paint that picture of what they want to be doing, what they want to be creating, and, yeah. and then helping them create that bridge from here's where you are today, and then how do you get there?
3: Sure. Right? Yeah, I, I appreciate you mentioned that. You know, you had mentioned high achievers with heart, I think on LinkedIn, a lot of people glorify CEOs, executives, business leaders, entrepreneurs. And one of the things that I've learned with working with a lot of individuals in those Mm -hmm. positions is none of us are immune from wasteful habits, right? Like we, it's amazing to me, even CEOs that run organizations of thousands of people they tend to like to do things that they enjoy. And that's good, right? It's good to do things that you enjoy, but I, I see them get into what you had mentioned, these habit loops where they're not necessarily focused on stuff that's gonna grow the business. They're not really focused on things that truly are productive. And any anyone listening to this, I just want you to realize like no one is immune from this. It doesn't matter who you are. Um, I highly recommend Darren Hardy uh, as an author. He has some really good books. He works with some very, very successful CEOs and he will share in his writing that some of the individuals that even he works with that we would put on the, the pinnacle of success, right? We would put on a box and say, these are people that are incredible. They're high achievers. They've accomplished more in the last few years than most people do in their life. Even they end up wasting a tremendous amount of time. And he shares a lot about that. So I just wanna kind of throw that out there that this, this information that you're gonna share is for everyone.
4: Oh, definitely. I mean, we are, we are bombarded by information and opportunities and and pressures and should, you know, uh, earlier before we hopped on live on the broadcast, we were talking about whether we should be, you know, on, uh, on TikTok. we were talking about it, and about you know, um, one of my clients I was talking with this week says, "I, I know that I have such such a strong fear of missing out, and I end up taking on too many things because I think I might miss out on an opportunity." And so it's like gathering up, you know, all of these these things, these tasks, these these events, Um, and and so for her, it was really about recognizing that and changing that habit loop. And learning to, to evaluate an opportunity and say, is this really, truly where I want to be with my work, with my business? If it isn't, then, then I have to say no. But it's so hard, you know, because there, there is that pressure to yeah. be everywhere and do everything and keep up with everyone. And, um, you know, a lot of the shoulds, we can should all over. We have to tell people, stop shoulding all over yourself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's, That's really, really good. good. <laughs> Sadly, somebody said it.
0: <laughs> well, okay, so I could definitely relate to chasing the shiny objects, right? To to wanting to to seeing amazing things being done in business by my peers and wanting to, oh, jump in and try it myself. So what I know we talked a little bit earlier about this week about the myths, some of the myths and a little bit of a truth or dare. Nice. Okay, so Connie, can you break into some of these myths? Maybe sure. we start with one that has to do with that um, trying to conquer all things?
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, i wanna I wanna start with with to me, the one thing that is a, a massive umbrella and a huge kind of a gate to making better uh, choices, right, and building the kind of community that you really want. And so that is what's what so many of us, myself included. Um, are doing is we're looking at what's in front of us, right? So I have, um, I have emails to answer. I have a you know an opportunity, a business opportunity. I have my my CRM with all of these you know projects that I want to do to put into that. I have uh, you know a, a, a goal of speaking at X number of events. I have you know a list of 700 people from some business organization that I could potentially contact, right? We have all of these things in front of us. Um, and so we start to think about how we can like cram that in
0: mm-hmm. to
4: our day, right? Just looking at what's in front of us. And, and yes, that's true to some extent. If you have a client opportunity, you know, business development opportunity, yes, you wanna follow up on that, right? If One of your clients or customers has emailed you with a problem on a project. Yes, you wanna to respond to that person. But what is really even more important is to actually, instead of thinking so deeply about what's immediately in front of us, is to take a step back and think about some point out in the future and painting the picture of what we want to where we want to be or what we want to create out in the future really, really deeply. And so for for you know for myself in doing this and working with clients, it's, it actually is kind of difficult because we we sort of think about it, maybe we kind of tiptoe around it. But if you really fast forward three years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, if you're an executive, right? What kind of leader do you wanna be? How do you wanna be remembered as a leader? If you're a business owner, solopreneur, where do you wanna be in your business? Who are you serving? Who are you working with? If you really think about who you wanna be working with and you describe them, is it an industry they're in? Is it a size of company? Is it more of a psychographic of who you wanna be working with? Is it folks who share your values? You think about the who, you think about what you're doing, right? What are you doing? People get excited. Right, so if you do this exercise and you feel your energy come through and you're really painting this picture, you go through all that work, and it might take an hour or two to be able to do this, then you use that picture as a filter for what's in front of you. Because I would bet you anything, there's something that's in front of you right now that doesn't lead you toward that picture. So you yeah. can just go, right? Um, I love and it, that. It I love that. The conversation in a huge, huge way. Mm-hmm. Just, just the other day, I was talking with um, with a, a solopreneur about this, and we did this whole you know kind of future casting for her. She got so excited, and her eyes lit up, and you could feel her just you know buzzing in her seat across the table from me. And um, and she said, "Oh, but I feel like I should you know do this networking thing." And I said, "Okay, so how does that fit into this picture?" how does this lead, how does that lead you to working with these amazing clients you're talking about? She's like, oh, I think it actually, it does. I'm like, okay, great. So problem solved, question solved. How long have you been thinking about this potential business networking group? Oh, well, like six months. Okay, done. Question solved. You know, exactly, you know that, you, that doesn't really lead you where you want to go. It's one question that's out of your head now. And it's great for you. You've protected that time, you know, in your schedule to do the things that are actually going to lead you to this, this point out in the future where you're really excited and you really
1: love your business and you love the clients that you're working with. Yeah. It's so funny. I feel like this session was like for me (laughs) because I'm like, I'm just like Connie, just you and me girl. (laughs) So I, um, just the other day I was like so many ideas, um, or like very tangible pathways, right? That uh, my business or career can be taken, and I'm like, there's just there's a lot jumbling around in my head, so I made a list of them, and I think there's like six or seven very real pathways, you know, uh, that can, can be taken, you know? And so it's just like, okay, how to choose and how to prioritize, you know, like what is great for now and then what is great for the, for the future. And I think so many people, whether you're an entrepreneur or, you know, uh, you know, in a corporate career or whatever career, um, you do, you have all these choices and it gets overwhelming of like, where do you go from there? You know, but I love your vision of like, you know, map it out. Like, where do you, where do you see yourself? Who do you want to serve? That sort of a thing and that will help you make that choice.
4: And and things come up like, oh, I want to be able to, you know, to travel or my oldest child is going to be in college. And so I want to, you know, I may move to, you know, X location. And so when you start to think about those things, again, you're, you're wrapping it into this whole picture of, you know, of your life. that, that then those decisions that are nearer to you, that are closer to you, more in front of you, um, become a little bit easier. You know, not to say that it makes every decision easy, um, but then that's something to get excited about. Right. I'm, lo- I'm looking to create this, um, you know, be a leader that, uh, that really leads true to myself and my values. That feels exciting to people. Right. Or I really want to work with clients who when they call, I can't wait to get the on and talk to them. Mm-hmm. you know, okay, awesome, let's, let's do that, right? Um, but it's that's that, it, that would be, that if there's a truth or dare, the truth is, you know, yes, you may need to prioritize the things that are in front of you, but the dare for everyone today would be to take the time to really paint the picture in great detail for some point out in the future, 18 months, three years, five years, 10 years, um, and see what comes out of it. Every time I do this activity with clients, they're like blown away and have a huge insight of something that they they just didn't, they knew was important to them, but they just didn't put it in front, right? They didn't make it really clear yeah. and transparent.
3: Yeah, I like that. I would, I would take it a step further and dare people to spend more time working on their vision and how they want life to look than they do spending on their vacation. You know, there's so many people that they'll spend two, three hours planning a vacation, planning these spots, planning airfare, planning hotel, but they won't take the time to actually map out their future. So right. I, w- I would definitely dare people to do that.
4: That's a, that is a great way. That's an amazing way to look at it. I mean, I, I you know, great question would be, think about if all of a sudden you got um, say you wanted to be 10% more productive. Well, that's about four hours a week, let's just use a rough number times 50 hours a year. That's 200 hours. That's five weeks. Right. So if you're going to get 10, just 10 percent more productive or effective in your week, that's five weeks of time. So let's pretend today that we're going to freeze time in your business so you don't lose out on anything. And you're going to get this gift of five weeks of travel anywhere in the world, whatever you want to do. The wheels are spinning, right? Yeah. Like you're getting so excited. There is no way that you're going to go through those five weeks and be like, oh, I know I had five weeks to like go travel around Europe or whatever, but I just ended up answering emails all day long today. I don't know what happened. You know? <laughs> uh, I got busy with chores around the house and it, you know just like whatever whatever happened. I went to my and I spent all afternoon at Target and oh, well, there goes my five weeks of vacation wherever I want in the world. Nobody would do that to Matt's point, right? Yeah. Nobody would do that, but that's what we do in our you know, in our, often in our personal, and our professional lives. Mm -hmm.
0: Can I dig into that just a little bit, Connie? So Mm -hmm. my question is, I mean, you're working with executives and and solopreneurs and entrepreneurs of all kinds. Mm -hmm. So what is it that prevents the majority of us or them from doing this? Is it because uh, a fear of change? Is it uncertainty about, you know, letting go or trying something new? What do you see Mm -hmm. as, the thing that's preventing most people from taking action on this.
4: Yeah. That's a great great question. Um what you know one of the what I would say is one of the myths is if I just had, you know, a system or a planner. I mean, I'm a planner addict. Yeah. We walk through Target and I'm like these are so cute. I mean, what the- <laughs> I love planner and Post-it just came out with a really cute whole, all beautiful kind of like soft pastel, like Easter colors. It is like crack to me. I love planner tools. Um, But that's, that's great. But the underlying piece underneath that is, are the saboteurs, right? And Dan, I saw you posted um, this week about uh, doing some meditation. Right. And how that has been helping you in your business. Um, and, you know, meditation may be, you know, part of the right solution for, for some and, and maybe different pieces. Um, but the, the underlying piece is either uh, procrastination, mm-hmm. avoiding something that's uncomfortable. Um, maybe we're, we're, we have people pleasing tendencies. And so we're doing so many things for others that we're taking on things that somebody else is capable of handling in our organization. And then, you know, we're not doing the things we're building uh, the right way. Fear of failure is a huge one. Um, it's all of those mindset pieces um, that keep us from, or fear of change, that keep us from creating this. And, and so um, that's, that would be the, the part to really explore if you've been avoiding something. Mm -hmm. avoiding, you know, taking on a particular uh, task or initiative, or you've been avoiding letting go of something. Why is that? Because that, if if that doesn't get solved, it doesn't matter that you wrote it on a sticky note and put it in front of your laptop, right? It doesn't matter that you wrote it on your time blocking and you wrote it from, you know, 10 to noon today that you're going to focus on such and such activity. If you've put it on your time blocking calendar for the last six weeks and haven't done it, there's a reason why you're not doing it, right? And so getting to that reason is really the key to being able to move forward, not just for that particular activity, but for others.
2: Mm-hmm. So beautiful. You can put something on your calendar, but if you m- keep moving it out, is it really on your calendar?
4: <laughs> ah. <laughs> <I'm>
1: so meta. Deep <laughs> <laughs> thoughts
3: have, with um, Dan Mott. That's a really good point, Dan. So uh, Penny Zanker, who's a good friend of mine, we've actually had her on the show a months ago. She mentioned to me something that was really a gut punch to me when she had said it. She said, "You have to have calendar integrity." Mm -hmm. I was like, what what do you mean by that? And she said, well, if you have stuff in your calendar and you're not getting it done and you keep keep shifting it to a few days from that point, you're building this habit of not having the integrity to actually do what you say you're going to do. And it lessens the power of your words, which in turn lessens the power and the influence you're going to have on your life. I was like, that was, it was a gut punch, but it really made me think like, hey, if I'm going to put something on my calendar, I really need to be true to myself to actually get it done and then it's going to spark this this whole thing in me based on what you're saying like i i've already mapped out what i want my life to look at so it's almost like saying to myself do i really believe that do i really want that to happen if i'm not even going to do something that i should be doing today so it's just it's really looking at that calendar integrity
4: that's a i love that calendar i have not heard that term but i love that a lot I think the other, um, there's a, another uh, concept that I've been talking about a lot lately that I think is a, similar to that is instead of thinking about it as time management, you know, how do I cram my little blocks into my day? Um, thinking about it as time investment. Mm-hmm. You have eight hours or 10 hours or however, you know, four hours, whatever it is that you're working. Today, how are you investing that time? If you think about it like, you know, a million dollars investment, or you think about it like a five-week vacation time, just for those four hours or those eight hours or your forty-hour work week, what do you really want? What do you intend to do? What are you choosing to do? What are you committing to doing? Right to your point, Matt, that says this is this is what is important to me. This is what I'm going to commit to, and these are these are the things I'm truly going to focus on um because otherwise we get lost in uh oh some other priorities came up which priorities were those you know if your priority is business development right but other priorities get in the way i'm always asking well what priorities are those because you just said business development was your your priority well it was you know was this call and i said okay so so maybe those are your priority oh no no it's business development Okay, but if that's your priority, then the other pieces—you know—how are how are those getting in the way? And again, that comes back to whatever those saboteurs are, or those you know blockers, or those those mindset challenges, right? Do you not really want to do it? Do You have an, a you know a mental block around business development. You know, is the way that you're working not working for you? It doesn't feel true to you. It doesn't feel like it's giving you the right results. Then let's address address that. Um, mm-hmm. It's not priorities. We like to say that it is, but it's not, you know. Mm-hmm. So, what would you? What would you guys say is your is your biggest? Uh, I'll, I'm happy to share mine. What's your biggest saboteur?
0: Laundry. Oh,
1: did I say? It? <laughs> 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 it's just so top of mind. <laughs>
0: that <was> immediately, laundry.
1: <laughs>
2: She had that one locked yeah. and loaded, ready to go. <laughs> I did.
0: It's been it's been sitting there for a few minutes. I'll admit. Um, you know, I, I, I you know, guys, mind, I'll go first. So for me, it's um, f- um, feeling completely ready before I make a step. So, um, for example, if I'm going to go and pre- present on something, like I've got a presentation coming up soon in two weeks, and I get stalled because I feel I'm not 100 percent, even though I coach my clients that they don't have to be 100 percent. And a lot of the learning comes from interview practice, uh, working with your professional credentials and seeing how it works and tweaking as you go. But when it comes to presenting myself, a lot of times if I don't feel 100 percent down pat ready, I'll, I'll stall. I'll wait or I'll procrastinate. Mhm. Yeah. Okay. Someone else go. Let's dig into
2: that, Claire.
1: Hey, why do you everyone. think that is, Claire? <laughs> um, so I will say that I I just I want to do all the things. Like I just, you know, I'm like, okay, well this sounds interesting to me. Okay, someone had success doing that. Maybe I should try my hand at this, you know? So even when I first started my own business, I mean, these guys already know, like, I was just like, oh, I'm skilled in all these areas. Let's do it all, you know? And so that wasn't great. And so so I've learned that, um, you know, but then it's like, okay, well, uh, you know, I'm like constantly learning and hearing from other people um, and trying to think, okay, what's the best fit for me and implementing that you know, but at some point it's just like, okay, well, you should have a Facebook group. Okay. I have a Facebook group. Well, you should email mm-hmm. grow your email list. Okay. I'm doing that. You should email your people once a week. Okay, cool. Doing that. You should make consistent content, got a podcast, you know? So it's just like all this stuff. Yeah. And then, um, and then there's other things that I want to be adding on as well. well I want to do this, you know, offer this service, or I want to like, uh, maybe serve this other audience. And it's just like all these things add up yeah. to where I'm like, okay. And they're all Smart, tangible could be great pathways, you know, for uh, what I want to do. But it's just that it's just like that's my saboteur. It's like okay, now what, what do I do first, you know? Because there's so many things out there yeah. um, that would be great actually to do and make sense. So yeah, yeah, you're a visionary, aren't you? Yeah,
4: you love the ideas and the possibilities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm
2: i'm 100 with Aaron on that one i mm-hmm. i suffer very much from shiny object syndrome i think for for me it's the idea of i love starting something new um i like taking something and building it from scratch mm-hmm. uh, whenever i like join a new uh like i was using like a um like an application last night and it, like I wanted to make something and it was just like recommending like here's all the starting paths that you can take right like they've already taken a few of the steps for me to help me kind of learn and progress through through using this tool and I was like no no, no I'm get rid of all this I want to start from like complete like blank slate right like I'm, I'm very much about that so um I'm kind of like when I when I start new things I start from scratch and I create a lot more work for myself and then a lot of those things conflict for time and um I'll say that they're all a priority but not everything can be a priority so
4: mm-hmm. And and you have
2: a new priority in your exactly, world. Exactly.
4: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alan doesn't wait. No, she doesn't. <laughs> she's
2: she's she's absolute number one priority. Everything else falls yeah. below that. So
3: Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. You, yeah, so Dan, I appreciate you mentioning that. So for me, so my, my wife and I, we both share responsibilities equally with every single aspect of our house. And it's been, you know, she's an extremely hard worker. She does wonders with what she does with work. And I do a lot of stuff in the business world, a lot of really focus on speaking engagements and that one-on-one coaching. And a lot of the clients I work with are typically between 45 and 70 years of age. So they're they're older than I am in life. They're They're more established, let's say when it comes to kids, I have young children and I've really had this battle of how do I really be a good father to young children, plus be an incredible business leader myself. And I read this book that I think was a game changer for me that I would highly, highly recommend everyone read. It's called David and Goliath by Malcolm Gladwell. It is unbelievable. It really talks about how the underdogs how typically the underdogs are set up to win, which is just fascinating. His whole perspective, if you're familiar with the the story of David and Goliath, the author's perspective is David should have absolutely won. And actually Goliath was the underdog in that fight. And I'm not gonna give away the book, but he has a lot of different points on why that's the case. And then he breaks down that individuals that think that they have something going on that's deterring them from something that they want to be doing, can actually be a huge blessing, not actually underdog. And this whole time I was thinking, you know what? I have young kids. You know, is this holding me back from business growth? Is this whatever? And when I break it down, not really. And in fact, I'm actually actually victorious, let's say, in that regard, because now I have tons and tons of stories that I can share when it comes to speaking engagements. A lot of them are hysterical regarding my young kids, which I can actually build a better rapport now with my clients because of that. So instead of looking at it as like a hindrance or a burden, it's actually something that's really good. And there's a lot of people that might be watching this thinking the same thing, like, oh, I should be focused my time on here because I don't know X, Y, and Z. And they may view that as a deterrent. They may view that as, oh, I'm just not good at that. But in reality, if you really look at the landscape again, you may actually have more of an advantage than a disadvantage. So I highly recommend reading that book, David and Goliath by Malcolm Gladwell. It was just an eye opener for me. And it's not just for individuals that have kids. It's not focused on kids. That's me personally, what I got out of the book. But I think everyone could take something out of that. Mm-hmm. Really?
0: Yeah. I'm definitely going to uh, look into that book today, Matt. Thank you so much. For I mind. love Malcolm Gladwell.
1: So I'll have to.
3: Yeah, it, it was fascinating to me. Just mm-hmm. absolutely fascinating.
1: And would you say that, having like trying to balance like family with small children at, at one point was yourself sab- like that what you would let yourself be sabotaged is that what you're saying but now you yeah that yeah I, would, not-
3: I basically i would be envisioning my clients who run large corporations and here i am and i know it's going to sound terrible but just to be vulnerable i would i would think to myself here i am stuck with young kids where I should be doing X, Y, and Z to prepare to help these clients, to offer more value to these clients. And I viewed the family situation more as a deterrent, as mm-hmm. more as a burden, when in reality, what was happening was actually gold for what I do. Again, I was, mm-hmm. I was getting tons of stories from different things that was happening. I was learning a lot of different, like how to connect, how to, how to um, have, have more strength, how to have more energy Um, I changed my diet so that I could be be more energetic for my kids. All these different things actually end up helping me in business, like radically helping me in business. Plus, I was more relatable to my clients. Most of my clients have children themselves. So it was a, it was was I, I wasn't looking at the positives. I was only looking at the negatives. And it was super frustrating because I was like, oh, I should be doing this. I should be doing this. I should be doing this. But in reality, no, I shouldn't. That's not where I am in life. And I need to view what I have as an asset, not as a liability. And I think so many people do that. They look at people that are like, all the way down the road here. And they they want to be doing X, Y, and Z now viewing that person. But in reality, where they are is where they are for a reason. And where they are, there's different advantages that they have with that. You know, a CEO that runs a corporation of tens of thousands of people, their time is really locked with different things that they have to do. I don't have that. Right. So I have an advantage of I can I have unbelievable freedom with what I do so I could do what I want, when I want, how I want in my business where that that individual that is a client of mine, they, may, they don't have that advantage. Right. But in society, we would look at that person of, oh, they're up here, you're down here because they run this massive company, but they actually have they may have more liabilities than than we may think. So it's really changing perspectives around to really figure out like, okay, where you are, you need to do what you need to do where you are, not be looking so far down the road and getting frustrated. So back to Connie's point, I love what she said about envisioning your life, game planning, drawing out a map, 100%, I'm on board. I think that is unbelievably important. But also on the flip side, I would challenge people not to get so stinking frustrated that they're not further along because that could radically hurt your productivity as well.
2: You can't compare yourself to others. You have to compare yourself to yourself because that's the sure. only right. right? Otherwise, it's apples versus oranges. So,
4: Right. Exactly. And there's there's such a, in any space, there are many people doing what you would, what someone might say is the same thing, mm-hmm. but it isn't really in the, in the end, it, it really isn't exactly the same thing, right? And, and so, um, you know, especially for those of us who are entrepreneurs and business owners is, you know recognizing that we have a particular you know a voice or a, a gift or a strength to share that is you know that is unique that is really the right fit for someone out there you know so matt you're working with these big ceos who who don't maybe they dream of having more freedom right and you're someone who can help them get there right maybe they they want to have more um, empathy for themselves and and the way that they feel pulled in different directions and, and you perhaps in your position, have the ability, right, to help them see that and help them create that. Um, but it is hard. I mean, we, I and mean, even you said that. Should I? Should I? Should okay. Well, we're shooting all over ourselves again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we're always comparing ourselves to other to other people. But um, that that you're right. It can really it really pull down your your productivity and 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 give you those mental blocks. Right. It's the mental blocks that are ultimately going to hold you back that you don't you feel doubtful. And so you don't do it. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm
4: -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
3: Tim, Tim Ferriss had a podcast. I was listening to a couple of years ago and he said something that just blew my mind. Um, He was planning a trip with billionaires. Okay, so I want you to envision this. They had this island. And him and someone else, he had a partner that they were inviting a lot of billionaires to come. It was gonna be a week getaway. They were gonna do deep dives and all these different things and how these people could give back more to the community, how they can have a legacy. And he said barely anyone showed up because the excuse that they gave was they didn't have the time. Mm -hmm. Now these are billionaires. Like imagine if you had billions of dollars and you don't have a week that you can give up, you don't have time. Like, it's just fascinating because I think we put so many people on these pedestals, but they may be dealing with stuff in their life as well when it comes to productivity. So a lot of people think the more money you get, uh, the, the (laughs) the more productive and the more time you're gonna have back. And that's not necessarily the case. It's all about the mentality. It's about the philosophy, tying back into what you said, Connie, having that map of where you wanna be in life, that game plan, because I mean, if you if you have those kind of financial resources, you should be able to block off a week of your time and have other people do things for you as well. But we have to have that mentality shift.
4: Yeah, and are they feeling compelled?
3: Sure, that's a good to, point.
4: To take on so many things, right? Are are they they feeling like it's important that I stuff my schedule with so many things that I'm committed to that I, I then I no longer have? freedom, uh, in my schedule. Isn't it, wasn't it, um, is it Gates who's who takes two or two or three weeks off a year just to do his goes and sits in a cabin and reads. Yeah. 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 Wow. Wow, Right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's it's funny. I feel like I've been stressed the past like week and a half, two weeks and I'm just like my brain. It's my to-do list. is just like extraordinarily long. I have too much stuff that I have to get to. Um, and to me, like I'm, I'm telling myself, right, like I just need to do less. I need to work less because mm-hmm. now, like it's it's now a question of my my mental health and my physical health. Like mm-hmm. if I'm stressing myself out, that's not healthy for me. So the the answer to that, like now, my health is more of a priority than all of those things. So I need to work less. So.
1: And so, Connie, what is something that people like? You're like, all right, today. In the next 15 minutes, maybe work on this, do this, Do take these actions, what would you, what would you recommend for people to do? Oh
4: my goodness. Um, I, I would say for, uh, even if you just can start with 15 minutes, leave your workspace. So if you work in an office or you work from home, leave your workspace. Even if it's going in the backyard, you work from home. And, and get a, a blank piece of paper, yellow pad or something, and, and take even 15 minutes to think about that future point and what it is, you, how you wanna show up, what kind of leader you wanna be, what kind of business you wanna have, what you want what you truly wanna be doing and why, and how you feel about that picture three months, three years, five years, 10 years down there, how you feel about it. Um, even just getting started there can spark an insight or a revelation or bring something to the surface to make it more transparent that will help you do things more tactical like unsubscribe from emails or don't answer email at seven o'clock in the morning or some of those more kind of you know, typical productivity things. Um, I think there's just tremendous value for people in breathing, taking a little, you know, Gates uh, inspiration doing a little bit of thinking time uh, and, and, and really getting in tune with what it is you want to do, create, or become. Wow. That can help just with everything else. That's what I would do with 15 minutes today. Love it. And then go unsubscribe from emails that you don't need.
1: <laughs> I need to do that. <laughs> You're like, oh, yay. So, yeah. I need to do that. Well, I am going to do that. Thank you, Connie. And I think everybody um, here should do that, whether it's now or later today, but put it on your calendar and prioritize it and make it happen, Um, (laughs) respect your calendar. Um, But yeah, so gosh, Connie, thank you so much for being here. This has been invaluable, really. We all needed it.
0: It, it was interesting in the chat here. So Matt was talking about how this even applies to applying to jobs online, and Santina echoed what you mentioned, Matt, that now she she should you know she's connecting the dots that she can get to care for her kids while while growing her business that it's not standing in the way. So it's amazing how all these things are connected. So I'm really glad that mm-hmm. that you shared all of that today, and uh, thanks everybody for being in being here and joining us in the chat. Um, and Connie, I know we have a few last minutes here. What do you want to leave everybody with today to think about when it comes to their productivity?
4: Um, I would say uh, to know that you are capable of creating the work
1: environment that you want. Mm-hmm.
3: That's, That's awesome. That. I appreciate you mentioning awesome. that.
1: And where can we, everybody find you, Connie? Uh, on LinkedIn. So uh, you can catch me on, on LinkedIn.
4: Uh, my AKA is Devoted Big Sister. If you want to know what the story is behind that, shoot me a message and, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll share a little bit more of the story behind that. Um, or also active on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Um, or you can uh, email me directly at Connie, C-O-N-N-I, no E, at com.
0: Thank you so much for being here with us today. And thank you guys, everybody for tuning in. You know, we love bringing these power hours every Thursday and we're just so blessed to have guests like Connie. And I'm so grateful to you guys, Dan, Aaron, and Matt. Like it's just been an incredible journey these last six months. And uh, I'm excited to see where this goes. So thank you all for uh, being here and tuning in. We know that time is your greatest currency. And the fact that you chose to spend it with us is really something. So thank you very much.
2: And here's your extra 15 yes. minutes.
0: Exactly. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, <now. laughs> You're you.
2: <laughs> Thanks for coming on today, Connie. Thanks for everyone showing up.
0: Hey, All right, guys. Have a great day. You bye. see you bye. next
2: week. Bye-bye.